Welcome to Gathering 262. I'm Daniel Taylor. We're here today with Angela Shun, who's our wonderful Relief Society president in the ward. So we're thankful for her being here today. Um, Angela, let's just start off by having you just tell us a little bit about who you are. Like, where did you grow up? What's your family like? What are your interests? What are you currently doing in life? All of that stuff. Oof. Okay, thanks for giving me a little context because I usually hate that question. <laughs> I never know what to say. But um, I'm Angela. I am from Southern California. Um, I like to say LA, but not really. It's called Palos Verdes, close by the ocean. I say across from Catalina Island, um, if anyone knows what that is. Um, I have two younger sisters. There's a total of five, five in my family. Um, my parents are originally from Taiwan, so I'm Taiwanese, um, but I was born and raised in California. Um, oh, what was the other question? Sorry. Um, what are you currently doing? What am I currently doing? I am currently at BYU trying to study graphic design. I am applying in June, so like I'm preparing my portfolio right now. Um, I love doing sports. Um, okay, yeah, I love doing sports, but I'm not much of an outdoorsy person. So like no hiking, no rock climbing, basically a lot of Utah things. <laughs> um, just, yeah. I do like doing sports though. Like I do like playing pickleball or like spike ball. And like, I've recently been very into volleyball. So playing a lot of indoor volleyball right now. Played basketball in high school. Um, I love watching basketball. Um, Favorite team? Warriors at the moment. Mm -hmm. And hoping they make it through to the championships and hopefully win a champion, another championship. But yeah, so rooting for the Warriors right now because I'm from California. Um, yeah, that's, I play the piano. Um, yeah, our family has always been like, my mom, she played piano growing up, so she liked to keep us with like music. So my sister plays like violin, I play piano. So yeah, that's me. Awesome, thank you. I should have said we also have Cassie here. Oh. <laughs> yeah, our, sorry. Our project leader. <laughs> <laughs> um, Awesome. Um, Angela, maybe now tell us maybe something that has um, strengthened your testimony, maybe an experience in life um, that you've had that really stands out to you as like a testimony strengthening thing. Mm. Mm. I'm going to be honest. I don't think I have one like pivotal point in my life. Um, I was born and raised in the gospel. Um, my mom is a convert. My dad, my dad's family technically is convert, but he got, they converted when he was seven. So he grew, basically grew up in the church. Um, so like we were, yeah, we were all raising the gospel. Um, I think growing up, I've always been in a good environment. I think my parents have raised me really well to like, you know, obviously come to church every Sunday. And I tell my friends about this, but actually younger when I was growing up I I mean ever since elementary school I hated school I'm not much of a studier um but on the contrary I love coming to church so every day I could never wake up for school Monday to Friday and also Saturday I had Chinese schools Chinese school in, in the morning so I hated going to school in general Monday to Saturday I hated waking up but Sunday once my dad woke me up I just rip open my blanket and I'm out of bed and ready to go to church 
Um, I loved going to church ever since I was younger. Um, you know, I, I think I was raised in an environment where like doing service and putting church first was really important within like my extended family too and my family. Um, so like, I'm very grateful I was raised in such a great environment. Um, but yeah, so which is why I like can't really say like a point where it strengthened my testimony. Um, I think maybe going on a mission really helped. Um, where did you serve? I served in Japan. I served in Tokyo South. Um, I, I mean, I guess before my mission, you know, obviously still getting to church and whatnot. I think it wasn't until my mission when I realized like the gospel isn't just about going to church and reading your scriptures and praying. I think obviously witnessing firsthand like the lives it could change um really made me understand that it's like a whole lifestyle and not just um certain things we do right i think it's a whole like idea that we have someone in we have a father in heaven who loves us and who is there to take care of us um and like Yes, reading scriptures, praying, and going to church is very important. But even then, like there are members who don't do that, or there are non, or there aren't even members that do that, and God still loves them. And I think that's something that I really learned from my mission and realizing like He is there for everybody, whatever your situation is. And I think that that's probably helped strengthen my testimony the most. Like. I know a lot of times as like Christians, controversial or I don't know, controversial, but like we feel like we're a little like self-righteous, like we're like better than people because like we get to go to Celestial Kingdom. Um, but like on my mission, I learned that like he has a plan for everyone and we're not like that special. Like everyone is also trying to find their way back. Um, yeah, that's something I love. So you said that you know, you, on your mission, you kind of realize that the gospel is more, it's about more than just going to church and reading mm-hmm. your scriptures. So how would you answer that question now if somebody said, what is the gospel of Jesus Christ about? What is the gospel of Jesus Christ about? Ooh, actually, <laughs> I just taught a Relief Society lesson today. And um, I, the topic today, uh, the talk that I used today was Elder Uchtdorf's most recent general conference talk, and it was called Our Heart Felt All. And there's this one quote that I really liked. Um, he says, um, basically, in context, a lot of times we think the gospel is about doing a hundred little things like reading scriptures, praying, blah, blah, blah. But in reality, like we can think of it as when we see one thing, well, when we look at our lives and see a hundred things to do, we feel overwhelmed. When we see one thing, loving and serving God and his children in a hundred different ways, then we can work on those things with joy. And I really like that because like, you know, in the end, we're here just to like, yeah, serve and love God's children. And I think that's what the gospel is all about. And like, obviously children, including yourself. And so that's why the gospel gospel can be so beneficial for yourself as well. So when you were talking about um, like how you learned that on your mission, mm-hmm. um, do you have any like specific examples of like things that you witnessed on your mission that mm-hmm. kind of taught you that? Um, I think one big one was obviously, I don't know, for those who don't know, serving in Japan is definitely a little bit different. 
Japan is a country where 99% of the people are Buddhists. Um, less than 1% are Christian. No one really knows about God or Jesus. And so I, yeah, I didn't really get Bible bashed that, that often, um, which I can say I'm grateful for. Um, but at the same time, it was, I think, what I loved about my mission was we were we were taught to teach, we were trained to teach the gospel in such a simple way for people who do, don't even know, like, who God is and who Jesus is, for them to understand it and, like, realizing myself that, like, the gospel is so simple. Like, obviously, like, growing up in the church, sometimes we tend to complicate it a little bit, um, but, like, it's so simple. Like, it's literally just like the core doctrine and that's like you know classic missionary like the pamphlets and just the simple lessons um we were trained to like teach the gospel as simple as possible and like realizing that like even teaching it simply like none of it none of it like disappeared like, uh, how do i explain it like like even though you're t teaching it simply, you're not missing anything. You can teach the gospel like to a five-year-old kid and like it could still be the full gospel. And I think that's probably like, I don't know, in Japan, you don't really see that many baptisms. You don't really see that many converts, but like understanding that even though we're in a world where like 99% of the people don't even know who God is, like I'm still there to serve those people. Um, and whether or not they notice it, obviously like that's up to them, but like me being, just being there and like, uh, but when I got my mission call, I had a feeling that I was gonna get called to Japan just cause you know, I took Japanese in high school and not. Um, but all my cousins, um, they all served Mandarin speaking and like we grew up speaking Mandarin. So I was like, oh, like maybe I'll use my Mandarin, I don't know. Um, and so I always thought I got called to Japan because I took Japanese in high school and I wrote that on my application. Um, but looking back, all my baptisms in Japan were Man or Chinese people or Chinese um, um, and so like I mean there weren't that many but like the fact that the number of baptisms I have and they were all Chinese like I didn't baptize a single Japanese person um, it was a testament to like yeah I needed to be there and God knew I needed to be there like there were so many people that needed it that I think, like, obviously, like, for example, China isn't open right now, but, like, they were able to listen to it and hear about the gospel in Japan. I don't know. It was just really cool to me. I don't honestly don't remember what was the question, but, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think you answered it. Okay. So. <laughs> okay. Hopefully I did. I'm sorry. I tend to go. No, you're yeah. totally good. I love it. No, I, think, I think that's awesome what you're saying there at the end that, you know, we could serve anywhere on mm -hmm. our missions, right? Like, it doesn't really matter where God calls us to be. Um, but the place that he does call us to isn't random, you know. Yeah. He He could have chosen for it to be anywhere, but he chose one place for you to go. And um, he had a reason for that being the place. Mm -hmm. And he could have 
anywhere that he puts you, right, he could have had a reason for you being there and made things happen. But um, I think it's always fun to look back at experiences and and see a reason why you were in that that place. Mm-hmm. So I love I love that story. Um, another question, maybe. I'm curious to know what do you you do um, in your life when you have like challenges or trials? Like, what is something that Angela tells herself um, to get through those moments? What are things that you tell yourself? What are things that you do to help you navigate the challenges and trials in your life? Mm, this is also something I learned on my mission. Um, on my mission, I learned to love prayer. And, yeah, I'm going to talk about prayer first. Um, I think, obviously, you know, serving mission is hard. And sometimes some people can even say it's like the hardest thing they've ever done. And coming home each day, um, especially on a bad day, um, it's hard and you're like depressed and you're like, why am I even here? Um, nothing's were going my way. Um, but my favorite part of each day was, uh, at night, once we get home, we get ready to go to bed and we say our good night. I say good night to my companion. I get to do my nightly prayers. And I think that's, that was that those times were when I, felt the closest to God and why I felt like the most personal revelation when I love doing nightly prayers and like actually like sitting there and like going through my day and like saying what I'm grateful for each day and like going one by one like this morning oh like I happen to make pretty decent breakfast or like just small little things and then also like questions I had like regarding like people I I was teaching or like how can I better do this this is this and I think that's something that I tried to carry over after my mission too. Um, anytime I I think at night when I when I try to remember doing my prayers because it's hard now too. Um, but when I do my nightly prayers, that's when I can have like the most personal and intimate time with God. I think that has helped me a lot. Um, get like receive a lot of like peace. And guidance um, and I think <laughs> the fact that you get to like sleep on it <laughs> and like wake up the next day and feel a little better I think that has also helped but another thing has also been sacrament um, sacrament is always something that you know I just took every Sunday whatever blah, 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 and be like oh I'm supposed to repent well um, it's like they're, they're they're passing the sacrament and, and like think about my past sins and that stuff um but on my mission sacrament has also became such an, a big important part of my life like like if i ever missed one week i was like oh my gosh i feel disgusting right now like kind of um but yeah during sacrament is when i can i know like a lot of people try to say uh, we think of like sacrament as I gotta think about what I did wrong the past week and like, like, yeah. Um, but I like to think of it also as a time for me to receive personal revelation um, for whenever I'm going through whatever questions I have, whatever like guidance I want or need. Um, I found it as a time to like, I tend to like come up. I think it's like a time where like I can sit down and just like think and just think about 
what God wants for me. And a lot of times I do receive the most personal. I'll like jot on my phone, like notes that I like, for example, I have like some questions about my calling. How can I be a better Relief Society president? Um, and like sometimes, yeah, most of the time I receive those personal revelations during, um, during the sacrament. So those are, I think, two things that I like to rely on. I think that's when I usually feel the closest to God too. Um, that's why I like coming to church. Like you get a reset button. Um, so it's nice. Yeah. I have a question. Yes. Um, so when you were like talking about your mission and Mm -hmm. how like you were like feeling like, like God had like directed you to be there. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, how, have you seen God directing you since your mission? Like, what experiences, if you have, like, have you seen God directing you? That's a good question. What comes to mind right now is um, I haven't been the best at ministering, and I am guilty of that even as a Relief Society president. Um, however, it was, like, around Easter, and our ward... Um, we got together, I think a couple of our members, we got together to pass out Easter flyers um, and to like um, pass them out to less active members in our ward um, to go, like literally like go knocking yonder, like missionary style. Um, and the week before, I think, uh, you know, I obviously am trying to get better at ministering. And so I was looking at like people I need to minister to. And I saw, I saw one of the sisters was like, I think struggling a little bit. Um, and like, haven't seen her in a while, I think. And so, you know, I, I think people in Utah love soda. So I went to Soda Delicious <laughs> and I got her favorite soda, I think. Well, I tried to, um, yeah. And then I got soda and got like cookies and I was like, okay, perfect. We're meeting at the place, this place. And she actually lives right at that place. So I'm going to go visit her before we go pass out flyers. So I go and I'm just walking around and then I'm trying to get into the complex and I can't because I don't I don't live there and I don't have keys there and so everything's locked um and I'm just walking around with like a big soda and like cookies and I spot Eric Lemus and I'm like Eric what are you doing here and he's like I'm and he pulls out like flowers and like this Easter basket he's like I'm doing some ministering assignments I was like well what do you know I am too and I'm like who are you ministering to and he says a name and I'm like I'm ministering to the same exact person. Wow. <laughs> He's like, yeah, um, Nathan and I are her ministering brothers. So we're just gonna go visit her and drop this off. And I was like, wow, I am too. What? Like, it really was, I was like walking and like, <laughs> I was like, I can't get in though. And he like goes to the front door, just opens the door. And I'm like, I'm stupid. Um, but as I were walking to her apartment, I just realized like, like, I thought it was just, I, it, it def- I definitely felt like, yeah, God really was watching over her and that, like, God knows her so well that, like, she sent, like, if I didn't go, Eric and Nathan would have been there and it would have totally been fine. Um, and, like, it was just a strong, powerful moment for me, like, obviously showing up to and, like, she was, like, struggling a little bit and, like, vocalized that. And, like, oh, it's been a bad week for her. Like, lots of things happened um and gave her a priesthood blessing it was just so beautiful like that 
you know, I'm not gonna lie, I don't have that many, like, I, I feel like I'm not, like, that close to a lot of the ward members, you know, I, I, and that's also my fault on my own, but, like, the fact that, like, four people came together and like i'm not really close with like all of them we don't like hang out outside of church but like we all showed up at the same place at the same time to help out the same person it was just like yeah obviously god guided me there like there is no question no doubt and i i don't know it to me that was just a great like an amazing experience and like to know that, I don't know. Like obviously now I can say like the spirit guided me and told me I needed to go there. Like obviously at the moment I was just like, oh, I think she needs a little help. I'm just gonna get some soda for her. But like, obviously like the spirit um, guided me there. So that's, I think the most recent and the biggest experience I've had so far. That is really cool. Yeah, yeah I love that your answer to the question is was about serving somebody else, right? Because, I mean, the, the question was just, how has God been has been guiding you in your life? And so I love that the answer comes in the form of, of service. Because I think so often that's, that's the case, right? When we're looking to serve people, that's when God, uh, you know, really answers prayers and guides us. Because who was it that said that? You know, like uh, somebody said sometime, you know, if... If you want something like, if you want God to answer a prayer, then you know, then ask who you should help, and he'll he'll answer that question really quickly. Whereas if you're asking, you know, for personal or selfish things, then those prayers sometimes are answered more slowly. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So if you if you want to feel God's direction in your life, pray for somebody to serve. That's really cool because I was actually just going to ask her, like, what would you say to someone who feels like they're directionless or feels like they aren't receiving guidance from God? When we're on the mission, we're taught to just forget yourself and do the work. Yeah. And that's definitely, like, a, like that's the whole point of being a missionary right? you're supposed to forget yourself and go do the work and like you know we've heard number of stories of like people who when they first get into the new country they're not used to it, and they're just complaining about how oh like i have to squat when i use the bathroom or <laughs> i have to like i like oh this food is disgusting or whatnot um but like we're always told like once you forget yourself and you just focus on the people you're serving that's when that's when you honestly find that's when you become I feel like that's when I was like the happiest like I was doing all this for other people and like at the same time like at the same time like you're just an instrument too like nothing's gonna be your fault if it doesn't go your way it go the way that like you expect it to but like it's whether or not you want to be part of those blessings to help another person um I think that's what like essentially missionary work is and just like in general like helping other people like once you forget about yourself and you're serving other people like you realize your problems sometimes aren't as big as you think like or like you get your answer to your problems um yeah kind of uh, to wrap up a final question for you is what do you want your posterity to know in like a hundred years from now Oh my gosh, a hundred years from now? 
Like what you can even think about it like more close. Like what do you want to teach your kids uh, and have your, kid. your grandkids know and your grandkids know? Like what sort of like legacy do you want there to be in your family that continues even a hundred years into the future? Ooh. I want my posterity to know that I I will I mean, I was taught to always put God first and that once you put God first, everything else will come in place. And I think that's something I try hard to strive for, that as long as God is there and as long as you trust in him, things may not turn out the way you want it to be and it's not going to be a smooth ride, but it will work out and a lot of times you won't see it until after the fact um i think i just want them to know that like yeah this is my life has it wasn't like I, I i don't like to compare myself to others but a lot of times i feel like my life is easy like i've never really gone through a lot of like big major challenges or whatnot um but that doesn't mean i that doesn't mean i haven't had to trust god before and i think that's one thing that i'm proud of that whatever happens I can always rely on something that I believe in, um, that I love, and I hope they can too. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I learned that one of the Hebraic meanings of the word Israel is let God prevail. Thus, the very name of Israel refers to a person who is willing to let God prevail in his or her life. With the Hebraic definition of Israel in mind, the gathering of Israel takes on added meaning. The Lord is gathering those who are willing to let God prevail in their lives. The Lord is gathering those who will choose to let God be the most important influence in their lives. For centuries, prophets have foretold this gathering, and it is happening right now. As an essential prelude to the second coming of the Lord, it is the most important work in the world. We have been charged to assist the Lord with this pivotal work. When we speak of gathering Israel on both sides of the veil, we are referring, of course, to missionary, temple, and family history work. We are also referring to building faith and testimony in the hearts of those with whom we live, work, and serve. 
Anytime we do anything that helps anyone on either side of the veil to make and keep their covenants with God, we are helping to gather Israel.